0: Inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello and welcome again to Time to Shine. As you know, very few times I have interviewed the same guest for two times. And today I'm going to be interviewed for a third time, and this very special guest is Patricia Fripp. She is a Hall of Fame keynote speaker, executive speech coach, sales presentation, and online learning expert. In Patricia's career, she has delivered more than 3,500 talks and presentations, as well as hundreds of virtual presentations. Clients of her speech coaching include corporate leaders, technical and sales professionals, and seasoned professional speakers. She is the author and co-author of five books and the creator of FRIP VT, FRIP Virtual Training, Powerful Persuasive Presentation. This is a multi-million dollar, state-of-the-art, web-based training platform that emulates live training and coaching. Hello, Patricia.
1: Nice to be with you again.
0: Yeah, it's always a pleasure to to talk and we have talked um, last time at the end of last year at the end of 2020. So yeah welcome again fantastic talking with you. Please tell us what happened lately in this well around 12 months that has happened to us.
1: <laughs> well the last 12 months the rest of the world has been perfecting their virtual mm-hmm. presentations whether it's their team meetings with companies or or the user conferences where I usually coach. Well, I always coach people for my corporate clients for their presentations. They've gone online rather than in person. And of course, Oscar, as you know, for at least six years, a good portion of my work has been virtual. Mm -hmm. So now that people have got comfortable with virtual meetings, they've increased their skills. I predict that even when we can get together in conferences and go back to work in the office, the importance of doing well with virtual presentations will continue. It's so convenient.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and, and that's been a good portion of my life. Uh, helping people master the skills. And I have personally enjoyed not traveling as much. We spend so much time packing and unpacking. Oh, yeah. And so it's rather nice to be able to make a living without leaving the house unless you want to.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'm sure there will be trips coming, but probably not as as many as before. (laughs)
1: I've also been I've also written a book with a couple of my my oh. speech coach friends Darren Lacroix and Mark Brown oh. wow. who are world champions yes. of public speaking and it's called how to it's deliver Unforgettable presentations that will be available next year oh it's coming so it's- that kept me busy Wow.
0: A new book, okay. That's a big project for for this year, and so it's coming next year. Oh, fantastic! And this, with these two, uh, world champions of public speaking. So it sounds really, wow, well, really good to read it for next year when it comes. Um, and as you mentioned, part of your book is about that, no, Be- being unforgettable. That's you. You told me you want to talk about being unforgettable.
1: Yes, being unforgettable because we are living in a world where everybody is so busy with stimulation junkies with short attention spans Mm. that whether you are reporting to your boss, whether you're leading a team meeting or talking to prospects or customers or partners or delivering presentations – we always want to be more unforgettable than our competition or our colleagues
0: yes or the distractions as you are so many distractions today yeah absolutely that's what uh, what we want so when especially when we have the the intention of of saying something to the world or to customers just in that moment uh, in that uh, activity make sure that we will be um, remember yeah that's that's the point if you start telling me a bit of what are common mistakes let's say people yeah gives a talk gives a webinar talk to a customer what are the main reasons or mistakes people make that they are just uh, forgotten
1: with all communications we have a tendency to wait to the last minute mm-hmm to not realize that you might have a PowerPoint, but that's not the presentation. I, I say to my clients, if you sent the PowerPoint and didn't turn up, would your audience get the message? If you turned up without a PowerPoint, would they? Yes. So you are more important than your PowerPoint. And as important as visual aids are, they are not what you put together first. And and p- people very often, one of the mistakes is they don't learn a simple process to mm. put together a presentation. So whatever it is, whether it's a report to your boss or any any presentation, mm. you think, who is your audience? What is the big idea? I say to my clients, if you had one sentence rather than 30 minutes, what would you say? Mm. That is the premise, the big idea. And then the simple framework of your presentation, the talking points, prove your premise. They make your case for you. And the best way to put together your notes is think audience, big idea, talking points. Make it simple. And then... The next mistake that they might make Mm. is talking too much eye-focused. So I'm going to talk about what I want to do first. And I always recommend if you want to be unforgettable, if you want to be memorable, always use more you-focused language. Like instead of, I'm going to talk about, what you will hear or the purpose of our meeting and you asked for a report on, this is what we've prepared for you. Make it as you focused as possible. And I recommend speakers and my corporate clients to always come up with a list of you focused phrases that you could put in your conversations and presentations. Perhaps you agree, in your opinion, Mm. I wish you could have been there. If I were to ask you, you focus phrases. Another mistake that very often people at all levels make is they'll prepare a presentation, they'll deliver it. Even if it's recorded, they don't watch it. We will not improve what we're not aware of. Now, as a speech coach, my job is to help my clients understand what they do superbly well and what they need to improve. Once you start getting in that mindset, if you watch or listen to a recording, you will know how to improve. I always consider there are three presentations. The presentation you prepare, then it's the presentation you deliver then the next one that is improved because you reviewed mm. what came out of your mouth
0: yeah of course
1: so that's a few yeah if you wanted yeah. another i would say rehearse mm. And you can rehearse by yourself. It's also good to rehearse on, on what it might be a safe audience. If you're going to tell stories in your presentation or your staff meeting or your conversation, practice them at the dinner table with your family. Practice them on your friends. So part of rehearsing is not necessarily just going through the entire presentation. It's building times throughout the day to practice a segment of it as conversation. Oscar, did I ever tell you about the time when I worked with this executive? And I'm telling you the story. Now you think, oh, we're having a conversation. Yeah, but I'm really practicing what I'm going to do next week. That's very smart. that that week, Michael Caine, the British Oscar winner, in fact Sir Michael Caine, mm. learned when he was a young actor, and what he says that I repeat is: rehearsal is the work, performance is the relaxation. <laughs> if you are going to enjoy presenting, and if you Look as if you're enjoying it. The audience will enjoy it more. It's because the work was before you got there. I like to tell my clients when we work on a presentation, I want you to know your presentation so well that if your spouse elbowed you in the middle of the night, (laughs) you could sit up with no coffee and go through your presentation.
0: Wow. (laughs) yeah so yeah definitely many many mistakes people people make Uh, yeah one point i definitely resonate a lot is you say some many people give the presentation but never watch them or listen to them when it's of course recorded when there's a possibility to record it and that yeah i heard many times people say no i i gave this interview but i i never listened to it it's yeah, it's a different lost opportunity to improve, as you said.
1: It is a good idea.
0: <laughs> so, Patricia, tell us how do we become unforgettable? First of all, in what we say when we speak.
1: If you want to be unforgettable, learn to speak in shorter sentences mm-hmm. or phrases. Very often, I say to my clients, The words you said were fabulous. However, you delivered it as a paragraph.
0: Hmm.
1: And if we learn to speak in what I would consider almost verbal punctuation, if you look at a book or a magazine article or the newspaper, there are commas, there are periods, there's a new paragraph. Often there are exclamation marks, <laughs> and sometimes it's underlined an exclamation marks. We need to deliver as if they're punctuation. So imagine you're speaking, and there's a comma. That's a pause. <laughs> End of a sentence, that's slightly longer pause. There is a new paragraph, or oh, that is a larger pause. Often. People act as if, and it is true, that they are uncomfortable with silence. When there is a pause, Oscar, there is not nothing. When you pause, one, you reflect what comes next. You get to breathe, which means you have the energy to keep talking. And as or more important, your audience has time to think, Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that's a problem we have. Hmm. Well, if it worked for that customer, maybe it worked for us. You understand? Mm -hmm. They are thinking, especially if you listen to a presentation or if you listen to a podcast. We are having a duologue with the audience who isn't talking. So you and I are having a conversation. Ask a question. I answer. You ask another, I answer. If there is an audience, whether they are in front of you or listening from their own location or listening to the podcast, the pauses gives them time to think, oh, yeah, I never thought of that. So you are having a duologue, whereas you would be having a conversation if there were two of you in the room where we go back and forth. If the audience is listening, you need to give them time to think what they might ask. Or if you were across the desk and you could see them, you could see they were thinking, then give you another moment because you think they're probably going to ask me another question. Let me give them time to articulate it. So, one way that your message and you will be unforgettable is you give them time to digest Mm -hmm. what you're saying. Another way you're going to be unforgettable, when you are clear and concise. And that will also add to your credibility. And in business, we all want credibility. Part of being clear and concise is one, thinking in advance what you might say. And although you know what you're going to say, it's a matter of what would be the right words to say it. Then it's looking at the quality of your words. The number one question I ask all my clients is, if it weren't a thing, what would it be? And one of my favorite examples is with a brilliant engineer I was working with as part of a presentation at a user conference. He said, there are things, two things people love about. And I asked, well, if they weren't things, what would they be? Innovative upgrades. There are billions of people in the world. What well, people love your innovative upgrades? Systems administrators. That is being clear and concise and specific specificity builds your credibility if you say well oh it was seven or eight years ago well maybe it was nine well pick one (laughs) nobody's gonna argue because they don't know just (laughs) pick one and stick with it it was eight years ago if you can't remember if it was seven eight or nine go with the middle does it matter it's just there so that's oh, it yeah. 8 years ago All right and it's also a matter of putting words together in a way that are unforgettable for example how we are taught to write and speak when we're in school is not necessarily the way we write and speak to be remembered and hopefully repeat it. For example, if we were to turn on CNN or read in the newspaper, we might hear a phrase that sounded like this. Bill Gates delivered a speech on increase, quickly increasing diseases. At Yale University yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's how we're taught. Now, I maintain you can need to turn the sentence around and follow this formula. When, where, who, what happened? The when and where is to put what follows in the context. So that same sentence would be yesterday, And the audience would think or read, oh, recent. Hmm. At Yale University, oh, I've never been there, but I bet they have beautiful grounds and great auditoriums. Bill Gates, oh, I know who that is, spoke about fast, whatever I said, fast (laughs) spreading disease. What he talked about is more important than it yesterday or the day before, or Yale or Harvard. And this is a principle. And I don't know any other speech coach that talks about this. It's learning from comedy. In comedy, there is a setup phrase and a punch word or punch phrase. Take my wife. Please. That's what triggers the laugh. Mm-hmm. And if a comedian uses any words after the punch word, it minimizes the laugh. Mm-hmm. In business communication, Oscar, consider it a setup phrase and an impact phrase. And the setup is yesterday at Yale University. Bill Gates, what he talked about is the impact phrase. So if you use the impact phrase, what is most important in your sentence, and then you say at Yale University yesterday, Mm. you're killing the impact. Mm. It is more forgettable. And our goal is to build our credibility, be remembered and repeated, and be unforgettable. Mm Mm-hmm so it's shorter sentences it's specific language and for your important phrases it's putting the words in the right order to be remembered mm. that's what makes it unforgettable and how do you do this mm. one you have to be aware you have to be aware and it's good to look at how you are writing how you are speaking And then you have to practice in your everyday language and conversations where it isn't as important because we build habits. We have been trained to speak a certain way. And I'm suggesting analyze what you're saying to see if there's a better way. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, as well as things... I always recommend people be aware of using the right type of word. For example, people say, oh, I went to that seminar, I got a ton of ideas. If you can't weigh ideas, that is the wrong word. And here's an example. I work with a big direct sales organization, Worldwide Company. And while I was at the conference, I was watching their commercials. And this was a company, like many direct sales organizations, say, hey, you can make a lot of money working part-time. And this woman that they were using as an endorsement said, my husband and I are in the military. And we were looking for a part-time business to add to our income. And we had, yeah, this was perfect because we didn't have to in, we didn't have to be full time. We could do it at weekends and evenings. And this sounded good. This is just what the audience would want to hear. And then the next scene, the woman said, Oh, and what she was saying at the beginning, she said, and we love it because we don't need to have any inventory. All right, so we don't need to have any inventory. We just take the orders. That's good. Now, the next scene she said, we've got, oh, we've had a ton of orders. Now, when she said we have a ton of orders, I, in my mind, I can't help myself. It's automatic i see the fedex and the ups trucks coming to her front door taking out boxes so you see we've had a ton of orders doesn't match with we don't need we don't need to have an inventory it's the wrong choice of words. If she said, we've had hundreds of orders, now that would match. But a ton of orders with no inventory, it doesn't match, especially as this is a worldwide organization where English is not the first or even second language for many of the people they're trying to attract.
0: Hmm. Yeah, just the choice of words, what impact can make, yes.
1: Yeah. We use words to communicate. However, our audience remembers with pictures that they see. Mm -hmm. Let me give you another example. I was helping a lawyer with a presentation and her subject was modern-day slavery, which is a horrible thought, but it's alive and well and a worldwide challenge. And I said, well, you have to tell the story of modern-day slavery from the point of view of a man, a woman, and a couple. And as part of her presentation, this is the phrase she said, he promised her many things. Well, you can imagine the situation. We've seen enough TV shows and we've seen the news. So he promised her many things. And I said, no, he didn't. He promised her a life of romance and adventure. Those two words, romance an adventure gives you enough information just from the words and the emotion and what we know about romance and adventure that you could understand in the context of the story, why this young woman would leave the safety of her home with her parents in her own village and go off with this man. That's the power of well-chosen words
0: yeah what a huge difference of course yeah
1: yeah so if you want to be unforgettable choose words that create pictures mm-hmm. and emotions in the listeners
0: exactly pictures and emotions and how do we co- how do we become unforgettable in what we do when we speak
1: Well, one way is to learn from somebody who is an expert. And certainly, I have spent my life focused on how do you get a better message across? How do you be clear? How do you be concise? And most professionals, they invest Their entire life, focusing on how they're a good engineer, a doctor, a dentist, whatever they are. How you improve your presentation skills and the best, fastest way to do it is to learn from somebody who's already spent their life understanding how to do it. Just shorten your learning curve. Life is too short for us to learn everything from our own experience. Your own experience is valuable, but whenever you want to learn a skill, you know if you want to be a doctor or an engineer, you don't work it out on your own. you go to school and learn <laughs> how to do it. So the very best, quickest way, I would say for any of your of your followers and listeners is Fripp, VT. FRIP Virtual Training, and when you go in, put take a trial, FRIPVT.com, take a trial. It takes you immediately into the system, immediately, so you're experiencing the first chapter, the first course, to see if you like it. And and it's a very cost-effective way to become a powerful, persuasive presenter quickly. And of course, any of your friends and followers, if they use the word "shine" as a coupon code, they save twenty percent. As a friend of Oscar, a friend of your family.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you for that, Patricia. And what would be the steps we need to take to become unforgettable? First of all, in personal level, and then we talk about professional.
1: Well, the first steps our focus make a commitment and focus so let's just say your let's just say you have a job and you have frequent meetings and for every formal presentation that you present you probably have a couple of dozen frequent an unplanned meeting. Oh, Oscar, I didn't know you were going to be in this meeting. Why don't you give us a 10-minute update on your last project? Coach. <laughs> yeah. So this is why I teach you have to be perpetually prepared. Now, we want you to learn how to always do it in Frit VT. This is everything you might need for every communications. But being perpetually prepared is a habit. It is a discipline. So you think this is the agenda for tomorrow,' it's a meeting. If I were to make a comment on any of the topics, what would it be? Then if I were to be asked to give an update on our latest project, develop a framework because what we have to do, Oscar, to be unforgettable, Wow. Oscar didn't know he was going to be on the program and he was incredible because you're prepared. And that is you have to have something to say while you're thinking about what you're going to say. So it would take this form. Thank you for the opportunity to update you on our latest project. Now, if you're part of a team, especially if you lead the team, you could even say, on behalf of your dedicated Mm -hmm. five-person marketing team. (laughs) All right, now you're not alone. You're bringing in your your colleagues. Thank you for the opportunity to update you on our latest project. And what you do, you put this report in the context of perhaps the year. You will remember in January, our leadership challenged us to, In May, you heard this had been our biggest challenge. This was our biggest success. And this is what we needed help with. Then by September, we were proud to present this. However, what was unexpected was this. Now, as we go into the next year, we're happy to report we exceeded our leaders' expectation by 20%. This has been our biggest success. And what we would like from you moving forward to next year is another 5% in our budget so you won you have something to say thank you for the opportunity if you're part of a team include them and give them an adjective dedicated brilliant hardworking i don't care what it is give it an adjective that goes because that makes it more unforgettable then just think put this into context and and it's always good to know what's your biggest success. What should, in case someone just says, let's go around the table and give us our biggest success. Well, no other team member has thought it through. You have Mm -hmm. being perpetually prepared. And then it gets in a habit. So even if you didn't prepare, your automatic is thank you for the opportunity to update you. That's a programmed response. It's what I call have these phrases and frameworks in your back pocket.
0: Yeah, you will sound much more professional, much more prepared. You will sound like you are ready all the time to <laughs> to answer. <laughs> yes. Um, anything else you will tell us to become unforgettable on a professional level?
1: Volunteer, reach out, offer to run a meeting, yes, uh, offer meeting. to MC an event, because again, you stretch yourself. And certainly if anyone goes to Fripp.com, Fripp.com, and click on the button of special resources. For example, one of the special resources is how to present in a virtual world. And then there's another on how to how to moderate a panel successfully. So we have plenty of resources for free as well as the Fripp VT however nothing will help you in your career and your life whatever your goals are as much as being a powerful persuasive presenter and speaking in a way that you are unforgettable
0: unforgettable that's what we want now i like your opinion on this, uh, as you said, you have been mostly virtually presenting and coaching a lot of people in this last a bit more than one year, but things are now transitioning back to have also additionally to the virtual events there will be in person, of course, they are ready and some will be coming. There will be a mix of those. So what would you say if for the people who are going to now present, give talks, presentations, moderate, now back in the in-person in, in events. D- there will be any new advice for now that we are back?
1: I know, at least in California and in Nevada, where I spend a lot of time mm. both, of course, you have to be masked. And in small meetings... If the room you are in is small, you have to keep your mask on. That even means the speaker. you have. To, yes, even the speaker, because hmm. I had to coach someone. She said it's a small room. Hmm. Most rooms are big enough that you're far enough away you yes. can take your mask off. Hmm. If you've got to keep your mask on, you have to be very clear and concise because the mask is a barrier. Hmm. And with your eyes and your face, you, you, you can communicate your enthusiasm and energy. For normal situations where you can take your mask off, all I would say is rehearse more than you ever imagined because we have got out of the habit. Mm. We, we, we text, we don't talk, and virtual meetings are not quite the same as in person, And any time, whether it's a boardroom, a training room, or a convention stage, get comfortable in the room you are going to speak and block out where you are going to be at different points of your presentation. So more rehearsal. Mm -hmm. And I know I have just been... Attending shows and the entertainers are so excited to be back. (laughs) The audience is so thrilled to have the opportunity. So probably your audience will be more forgiving because they're so excited to be out. Uh, But I would say your personal discipline should rehearse more. Think through it more. mm -hmm. Take it more seriously because now we realize... It's such a privilege to be on the platform. It is. You, you know, Oscar, we're human. We take for granted. Mm-hmm. I mean, just walking down the street without a mask. In I don't know about other places, but in San Francisco, you've got to show that you're vaccinated mm-hmm. if you want to sit down and eat. You know, I, I hope my wish is that we'll all be more appreciative of what is before was just everyday normal
0: Mm -hmm. yeah couldn't agree more (laughs) patricia could you now share with us your favorite quotation
1: specificity builds credibility
0: and that's yours (laughs)
1: <laughs> of course, it's mine. <laughs> well, then, if you want somebody no, else's, yeah, yeah, no,
0: it's good. It's good. That's uh...
1: if you want somebody else's <laughs> and yours. You've heard Michael Caine: rehearsal is the work, performance is That's the relaxation. And then my brother Robert Fripp, who is a famous guitarist, has a band called King Crimson. He says discipline. Not an end in itself, but a means to an end. Mm-hmm. Discipline is important if you want to shine. Discipline is important if you want to be unforgettable. Discipline is needed if you want to be a powerful, persuasive presentation presenter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt, discipline. Could you now... Recommend us one book in particular for your future.
1: Yes, book? yes, certainly. Deliver unforgettable presentations, and all you have to do is send me an email pfripp at frip dot com at frip dot com, and as soon as it's ready, we'll let you know.
0: Fantastic. Um, okay. Still still not in, in pre-sales, but people can uh, reach you out with via email. They can mm-hmm. they can get you your um Yes, notified. so we'll
1: let them know. But what I would say in between is go to Fripp.com and get the free resources. I promise you there are so many free resources about different aspects of communication, it will it will carry you over. And then if you want, if you want another book to read, Z Economy, Z Economy, Mm -hmm. and it's by Jason Dorsey, and it's about the importance of millennials working and marketing to them And it's important for everyone to understand the different generations Mm. that are replacing those of us who are baby
0: boomers.
1: (laughs) So, the economy.
0: Mm -hmm. Sounds interesting. Thank you for sharing that and really looking forward to to seeing your book very soon. Well, sometimes early next year, 2022. Finally, one more question is, please, uh, if you can leave us with a... Exercise something that we can do regularly, a routine to shine.
1: Yes. Every day when you get up, think what is the number one priority for this day? Not this week, not this month, Mm -hmm. this day. Focus on one priority for the day.
0: And you, see, you set, uh, set that priority the day before? When?
1: Well, no. Well, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm a great believer the night before work on your to-do pad. Mm. What are you going to do tomorrow? However, I don't know about anyone else. I always put too much on my to-do pad. I'm unrealistic. <laughs> So get up and think, well, what is the one activity, the one goal that I have to get done? And it's usually what you like doing least.
0: Yeah, the hardest, yeah.
1: Yes. Once you get rid of what you don't want to do, everything else will be easier.
0: Thank you so much for reminding that. (laughs) That's not how many people approach the day. That's true, but yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Patricia. It was been fascinating. As always, talking with you, please uh, let us know how people can, well, get in touch. You can repeat how people can get in touch with you or, or find you more.
1: Yes. pfripp at FRIPP.com. Go to FRIP.com and you can click on resources free resources you can click on frip vt and immediately sign up for a trial where you're immediately in the system and if this is an investment you want to make to guarantee you're an unforgettable presenter in 2022 and use Shine. Think of Oscar and Shine (laughs) to save 20%. It is a very cost-effective investment.
0: Thank you very much, Patricia. You're, of course, an unforgettable guest in in this, uh, (laughs) this podcast. And yeah, thank you all, and I wish you all the
1: best. Thank you, Oscar. Always pleasure talking to you.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time.